we welcome all to another session with the players in the game of life, where our motto is we are not trying to get you to think like us, we just want you to think. I would like to cut right to the chase, if I might. If you or someone you know are struggling with addiction, let it be known that addiction is a treatable disease. It is not a moral failing. I must speak truth to this situation. Whomever the addicted party is, quitting can be a complicated process. But the first thing that must be done is to recognize there is a problem and the addictive behavior is affecting other parts of our life. Addiction is not a planned occurrence. The addicted may have thought they were just having fun and could stop any time that they got good and ready. But oh, how we found out that is not necessarily so. An addiction is a disorder characterized by a compulsive use of a rewarding substance or activity despite experiencing adverse consequences. In the past, addiction was thought to be only encompass uh, substance abuse, but the definition has been expanded to include activities like gambling, shoplifting, uh, German chocolate cake. It could go on and on and on. But this addiction that we are dealing with today is the drug addiction. This drug addiction has devastated many families. It has torn apart some families and ended a lot of relationships. It has even caused death. It's important to note that addiction is about the underlying neurology of the brain and not about the outward behaviors. Addiction can stop you or stop us from thinking as we should. It can stop us from rationalizing. It seems like sometimes our desires beat our needs or beat our, our wants, not beat our needs. Because we need one thing, but we desire others. And a feeling gets you in way more trouble than some of us could ever imagine. But don't get it twisted. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that we may be able to bear it. And that, my brothers and sisters, is the gospel truth. In essence, with appropriate treatment, those of us with addictions, drug addictions, can go on and live happy, healthy lives. I didn't say it would be an easy task, but I truly want to emphasize appropriate, appropriate treatment. Let's look for a minute at detoxing from alcohol, for instance. If a person is a heavy alcohol user, it's not advisable to quit suddenly. This could cause complications such as hallucinations, heart failure, and severe cases, even death. We're told to seek wise counseling. 
I don't sit up and proclaim to be a drug counselor or a doctor, someone who has some education, I'll say proper education, formal education in dealing with substance abuse. But to be perfectly honest, I'm not without experience. I know for a fact that there is treatment and that it can be helped. If a person really, really wants to come off of what seems to be a roller coaster straight to hell, it can be done. But we can't fight this thing by ourselves. There's powerful drugs like opiates and heroin and heroin and methamphetamine that lead to some of the most severe examples of life-threatening drug withdrawal symptoms, which may cause a person to hurt themselves or to even hurt somebody else. This is a very dangerous situation. But it doesn't seem like it at first. And what it does to our, our brain is it incapacitates us. It hinders us from thinking rationally like we should. My brothers and sisters, even if you're not the one that's on drugs and you happen to be in close proximity to somebody is, who is on drugs. You need as much help as they do. We've talked about the enablers. We've talked about the codependents. They're just as dangerous. I don't think that I've mentioned, but I must mention today about those people who seem to judge people because they're on an addiction or they have a drug addiction. I'm quite sure that they didn't wake up in the morning talking about, I think I want to be addicted to drugs. Whatever it was that led them there, I, I can't tell you. It may even be the person that's sitting next to them or the person that's living with them. It may be something that happened to them in their lives that they're trying to deal with. I really couldn't tell you what it was that started it. Maybe it was just a party incident and they start partying. Maybe somebody that they thought was a friend introduced them to it. I haven't the faintest idea. But I know there are negative consequences. And when these negative consequences take hold, they are truly detrimental. Remember the definition for addiction? It is a disorder. It knocks everything out of place. It makes you, it, it takes your thinking away from you. It, it, it takes your reasoning away from you. It takes your common sense away from you. All you think about then is, is supplying a, a need, a, a, not really a need, but what you call a need. And maybe at that time, truly being serious about it, to some it is a need but they're, feeling, they're, they're feeding a feeling. Something that just takes over. Oh my God. Could you imagine your children having to deal with something like this?
but dealing with it and, and, and not telling you, not coming to you, shame and embarrassment and sometimes the things that they'll do in order to acquire this substance, whatever their substance of choice is. There may even be moments, even while they are high, maybe there are some moments sometimes that they even want to stop, but they can't do it. They don't know how to do it. They need help. I mean, they need serious help. They don't need to be condemned. We all have some sort of addiction, one way or another. Everybody, there's no perfect individual on this earth. And we all have a bag full of issues, if the truth be told. Even Christians have an issue, have issues that are just, they're addictive. Some of them can read the Bible so much that they become addicted to the Bible. Not addicted to the relationship, but addicted to the Bible. My God. They're characterized by compulsive use, something that just makes them keep on wanting it. Keep on the chasing a feeling, trying to get that feeling that they felt at first but they never get it and they keep on getting it and keep on trying to get it. After a while, their body becomes so used to what they've been doing that they need more and more of it. And they start doing anything they can to get that feeling. Or oh, it's a dangerous thing that we're going through with these drugs. You know, the question comes up sometimes since we put Bible in it. Really, we put God in it. And truly, he is. But he's in it to help us to win it, not to keep us doing it. I guess the question could be asked, if we have free will and God is such as he is, why did he let us do it? I'm going to say this. Everybody is here for a reason. We got something to do on this earth. There are some people that's just going to go through some things. But God loves us too much to let us stay where we are. Even when we make a choice that's bad and not good for us and not good for anybody else. But it does help. Because when he helps us to come out of it by the counselors that he provides, by the treatment, the doctors that he provides, we can beat this thing. There are many people who have already beat it. And they become witnesses to those who have yet to destroy this, this thing that, that crabs them and drags them deeper and deeper into the pits of hell. We can stop. The drug epidemic can be, well, the effects that it has on some of us. It can be stopped. But you got to want to. You have to be, like I said before, sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't want you to use or go to that Flip Wilson thing on me talking about the devil made you do it. The devil ain't made you do nothing. He may have tempted you. But like we said earlier, there is no temptation that is common under man. There's nothing that can happen on this earth 
that can stop God from loving us. And because he does love us, he's not going to let us stay in a situation that's detrimental. But we have to learn to trust in him. And I'm talking about having a relationship with him. I'm not talking about just, you know, going to church every Sunday and doing all these things. There's people who go to church every Sunday and still have issues and still have problems. But see, we know those of us that are even in church and are still having problems, we trust in the Lord. And that's our witnessing tool. If you never had a test, you could never have a testimony. And there are some brave people. People, I'm not saying that God made you or got you to get high or fixed it so you could get high. No. God just takes it and uses it for his glory. Because if you trust him enough, he will bring you out of that situation. And then you can go and tell somebody else that what God did for you, he can do for somebody else. I'm not saying that he's going to make or wave a magic wand and he's going to stop it today. It didn't take you five, mm -mm, no, it's not, it didn't take you just about five seconds or five minutes to get strung out on drugs. It's going to take you a little while to get off it. But you're going to have to trust it. Trust it. I understand that temptation, but I also know that despite all the negative consequences that have fallen on others before us, things will get better. What made it happen to us or what brought it on, you did. You tried it, you liked it, and you kept on with it. Then you got sick and tired of it, and you wanted to stop. But it had broken you down mentally, broke you down spiritually, broke you down to the point that you felt so guilty that you started running and being in shame. But when you finally reached out, and got sick and tired of being sick and tired, you called out to God. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. You can really help somebody else when you allow God to first help you. Phrases like, I got this, or I know what I'm doing. The doctor prescribed this for me, or I just do it on the weekends puts us in a position where we find ourselves lost. Find ourselves wrapped up so tight that we can't get loose. Listen, people, we can beat this addiction thing, but you can't do it by yourself. And if you want help, if you want to help a family member or a friend, we cannot be an enabler, nor can we be a condemner. We can't sit up and condemn people because of what they do. If they had cancer, you wouldn't condemn them. It's a disease, my brothers and sisters. It's a disease. And they need treatment. And they need the support of those that say they love them. They need the, 
the, the, the support of people who have been there, done that, and got the scars. Look at our children. They're experimenting with things now. And sometimes I'm not going to say that it's our fault or it's the parents' fault. But if the shoe fits word, we've all had, some of us have had great upbringings, but still chose to do what we wanted to do. But when you see something and you allow it to go on, or you condone it, if you have a drinking problem and your children end up with a drinking problem, you see what it's doing to you, can't you just talk to them? But you know what? Kids nowadays will sit up and say, well, you've been lying to me all along. You lied to me about Santa Claus. You lied to me about the tooth fairy. And then I see what you're doing. Sometimes children are smarter than what we really think they are. We'll lie to them, do all kind of things in front of them, and then expect for them not to be caught up in this mess. This is a sick world that we're in, but it's a loving God that we serve. He loves us too much to let us stay that way. Like I said, I'm not a drug counselor, but I do know some of the things that fall upon people who have been or have become addicted to some substance. It's a living hell. I'm not saying have sympathy for an individual, but have empathy for them. This concludes this podcast. This concludes this topic. The one that's coming up next, I'm going to have a lot of controversy about it. Lifestyle changes and lifestyle choices. You want to talk about love? This is when you're going to need it. Stay tuned next week for the next episode of Players in the Game of Life as we deal with lifestyle changes and lifestyle issues. Talk to you later. God bless. Remember to tell a friend about the podcast. And we're still trying to save our babies. That's what this whole thing is about. Saving our babies. You know they're our future, right? Talk to you later.